Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will prepare you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank our listeners and our supporters here at Free Your Children. Thank you to all of you that continue to support biblical education. If you are interested in sponsoring Free Your Children, I can be reached at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and the Borough Pulse, where I am a monthly contributor. Let's talk about homeschool and education legislation, listeners. So the legislative session for many areas is getting ready to start back up. And there's typically legislation that is being introduced that will be affecting homeschool education, private education, education in general. So I would like to know what's going on in your state. So please send me your tips and information regarding that. We really want to make sure that we preserve our freedoms. And the best way to do that is to be educated about what's going on. So as bills are introduced and are coming up for vote, it's great for me to have the opportunity to be able to educate our listeners on a national platform so that we can make sure that we are continuing to work toward preserving those freedoms. I feel that Christians have a duty and a responsibility to be involved in politics. It's important to build relationships with your elected officials, and it's really important for your family to learn and understand about our political process. And there are some families that may not know much about it. So I think it would be a great opportunity for you and your children to learn together. Um, Our family last year had the opportunity, and we've done this several times, to visit our legislators at Capitol Hill. And we made appointments and we had an opportunity to go in with a group and get to know our legislators and let them know our concerns and really bring the good report of homeschooling. So if you've never done that before, if you've never had an opportunity to go and sit down and speak to those elected officials that are representing you, uh, please take the time to, to do that. It's a great learning experience for your children and it really teaches them all about how the process works. And, you know, don't be nervous about not being able to maybe navigate that. Learn together. Use it as an opportunity to learn about it together. And and if you're a Christian, like I said, I think it's just really important to be involved in the political process because we need Christians affecting our policymaking and, and we need Christian leaders in our nation. I'm very excited tonight. We have a very special guest with us. Her name is Susan Evavol, and I would like to tell you a little bit about Susan. And I hope, Susan, I said your last name correctly. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But Susan Susan and I met uh, a good while ago over Facebook and our love um, and and our ministries that, that deal with Christian education, obviously, and homeschooling, and we're both very passionate about it. So I want to tell you a little bit about Susan. Susan has a passion for Christian education. She has lived in the Minneapolis, Minnesota suburbs her entire life. 
She and her husband, Barry, have been married for 22 years. They are proud parents to two sons, ages 18 and 19. This will be their ninth year as home educators. Their oldest son graduated from the family's homeschool, Eagle Wings Academy, in May of 2022. Susan enjoys reading, playing card games with her family, researching Christian educational resources, and managing her Christian Education Facebook page, Christian Worldview Education. Her goal in blogging on her Christian Home Education page is to encourage home educators to persevere in their important God-given mission of providing their children with a biblical worldview education. She frequently likes to emphasize that education is discipleship. It is never neutral. It is wonderful training. Welcome, Susan. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's, it's such a blessing to be able to have you here and to share all of your experiences with our listeners. And I want to start, would you mind sharing about your family's personal homeschool journey? I'll be happy to. Um, we have been homeschooling for nine years. We started when um, our oldest son was had just finished third grade in, um, in a charter school. And... Um, we um, really felt le led to that to provide a Christian education because we knew that um, he wasn't receiving that in the schools. Um, and um, he had a, originally started school in kindergarten and at half day, half day kindergarten. And um, I would do my best to try to provide a Christian education at home, but I just felt like I was falling short of that because so many hours were really focused on his um, schooling and the demands of the government schools. Right. So, right. And so then, um, you know, but after he finished third grade, then my husband and I said, you know, it's, it's time to bring him home for his care and discipleship. And then, and then soon after um, we started homes or like our, our youngest was six months old. So we started homeschooling with a nine year old and a six month old. So, mm -hmm. And that was fun. And I think, um, I really realized that the importance of de-schooling and just, yes. and not really, not trying to replicate school as soon as, you know, when they're recovering from the stress and the demands that were placed on them. Absolutely. And, yes. What did de-schooling look like for your family? Um, basically, um, um, learn just, he, he spent a lot of time helping with his little brother and playing with him. Um, baking together um, that was the year he learned to ride a bike right and um, playing games and helping with chores and and just um, doing just life working on life and working on relationships uh-huh just connecting again because yes. I think so much so much time is lost when they're at school and other people are are, are the primary influences and Absolutely. sometimes and it's that you know they you find out well that even in talking with them that they don't really, if they're away for most of the day, they don't really know what, what your family believes and yeah. what their parents believe about many different topics. Because their worldview is from the time they're teeny tiny, their worldview is being shaped by other people if they're spending the majority of their waking hours away from their home. Yes, absolutely. And so how long did you, do you think the de-schooling process lasted? Um, we did pretty much about nine, 10 months, even though yes. he was in school for 
um, just the kindergarten through third grade, but I really felt it just was important healing process just to, just to recover even, even physically from just the demands on his body. I think he's, he was very nervous um, in school, so he didn't want to eat. And then most of his um, lunch times were spent in the classroom because they didn't think he worked fast enough. So he missed out on lunch. You know how they talk about socialization is the big thing that that kids get that but if you're taking away recess and 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 their lunchtime there really isn't much socialization in the schools because they can't talk during class and and I just felt that he was not thriving um homeschooling had really been on my heart since I was because I was raised in the system and I said I I don't this is not what I want for my children right um my husband wasn't quite sure if this was you know because he had a he he viewed his experiences um it's a good experience in the schools and Mm -hmm. I was pretty and and as a young age I was very aware that a lot of what I was being taught was not in alignment with wasn't actually in conflict with what I was learning at home right Um, and so he said, well, can we just, can we try it? And I said, um, well, I, you know, I suppose because kindergarten was more like preschool at the time because it was like two and a half hours a day. Right. Um, and then kind of, and then I think, you know, then you started getting, we get comfortable in our routine and, but then, you know, we would evaluate and say, well, he's just not thriving. And, and I think just thinking, just for many families as our family wondering, can we make it work? But, you know, God is faithful and he'll provide. And, Absolutely. and he, um, you know, he, it, it, that's his plan for families is that kids are raised in their own homes, not sent, shipped off to a factory every day. Yes. yes, absolutely. And what about, what did, was your extended family on board with this new homeschooling journey that you were getting ready to embark upon? Um, somewhere. And um, some really questioned it, you know, thinking that, well, you know, are they going to get into trouble uh-huh. <laughs> if they have all that freedom, you know, thinking that that's a bad thing. Right. And um, yeah, so some were not as, as not as supportive. And, um, but um, I were, just said, you know, was I, your family, you and your husband, was there anyone else in, in your family's homeschooling at the time? Or were you like the pioneers in your family? Um, my husband's um, um, oldest brother was homeschooling their kids and they lived about an hour away from us. Okay, but it so. still felt like, um, I think for, I don't know, I, for a while I felt like there wasn't, until I really dug into what resources were available Mm -hmm. kind of felt a little bit a little isolated because not many people even in the churches around here there's not a huge homeschool community Uh um so it can feel a little bit isolating but I I I found that Facebook even being a a, um, good support group of people who you can talk about um just your struggles and your um in your even to share your joys and and with people who are going through the same journey and have maybe even similar family dynamics. Absolutely. I remember back in the day when we started our face, our uh, homeschool journey, there was no Facebook. There was really no social media. I think MySpace mm-hmm. was a thing early on, but we were never, I was never on MySpace. So I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you how that worked. But it was primarily email. That's really the only mm-hmm. thing. And and I think the internet for us, because prior to that, we lived out in an area where there was no such thing as internet. 
<laughs> internet availability. And when we moved to the location where we live now, of course, that was available, but it was still all very new and it wasn't used as widely as it is today, obviously. And the main support resources that we had then were just email and it was it was very isolating and we live in a really especially then it was a really small community and it was like trying to find a needle in a haystack to find other homeschoolers and then even the homeschool the christian homeschool population was even smaller to find mm-hmm. and so um it really felt like we were it really felt like we were just an, on an island <laughs> all mm-hmm. alone, you know, trying to figure everything out. So that's one positive from social media is that now you have resources at your fingertips. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, nearly as isolating as it was all those years ago. So um, did the, was the process, was it an easy transition for your son coming out of school and de-schooling and then working your way into homeschooling? Um, I at times it was hard because then he would say, well, that's not the way we did it in school. Mm-hmm. So then I, then I started to think, well, I wish I would have just done this from the beginning because right. it's like do the comparison. But I said, well, the aspects that you're bringing up, did you really enjoy it? And he said, no. And I said, well, we're doing something very different from, because I said, it's not really schooling. It's learning together and, and creating a customized education that yes. will meet your needs yeah and I said the schools it's standardized it's a factory system and um so, so. but right. yeah my youngest son he he's never been in school so he was right. yeah. we have we have some children um that are similar because uh our oldest two were in school while I was teaching as a public mm-hmm. school teacher and then we brought them home but our younger three children have never been in um mm-hmm public as schools of any type they've been homeschooled their whole life so yes there is a difference um and so I recognize what you're 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 Mm -hmm. talking about there because I can relate to that wholeheartedly um so your oldest son he's graduated correctly yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, correct okay and so your younger son you're still currently homeschooling yeah yes so how um what is your oldest son's perspective on homeschooling now that he's a graduate um, I, I think that he, he's thankful that, that his life wasn't focused around testing. Uh-huh. And he had quite a bit of, even in his, um, high school years, um, he enjoyed the flexibility because he, his senior year, he was able to work, um, 20 right. hours a week. And then, uh-huh. and then he wanted to take a couple co-op classes that were more, it was more of a drop-off co-op where, where they have one 90 minute classes and then they work on their homework during the day so um and um he enjoyed the flexibility so he and um and I think he enjoyed that um that that college wasn't pushed because when I went to high school every they assumed that was the path for everybody right he, he didn't go he hasn't decided if he will pursue that but right now he's working full-time Right. Yes. Well, that's great. I mean, that's and that's the freedom and flexibility that comes Mm -hmm. with homeschooling. It allows you to have the opportunity to explore what you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And it gives you the freedom, you know, to do just that. So you have a Facebook page, an a Christian education page called Christian Worldview Education. What prompted you to create that Facebook page? Um, I, 
I see so many, I guess when I had participated quite a bit in the Christian homeschool community for my state and um, actually was an administrator for that. But um, to me, like, it was frustrating to see that a lot of people weren't homeschooling for the sake of, um, and they called themselves Christian educators, for the sake of providing a Christian worldview. So I think that should be the, the heart of Christian homeschooling and um, just encourage people that that there is they do have an important mission in um, providing um, their children with an education that points to scripture. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. And do you think that parents are biblically mandated to homeschool? um, Yes, I believe they are. Um, In in the Bible, it tells us to um, train your child in the way that he should go. And um, I think only the parents are equipped to do that because mm-hmm. the school, even in a Christian school, it's still a standardized program and it's not, it's very systematic and with scope and sequence, not focusing on the way that God designed them to be. So I believe that it, and the Bible doesn't talk about, you know, t- turning kids over to other people who might be able to train them in the way that is in alignment with your values and biblical values. So I think that's the only way that, that we can guarantee that our children receive a Christian education. Right. And and even in, in our state with new um, school choice legislation that has just been passed, it's opened the door for uh, private Christian, even private Christian schools to consider accepting government monies. And, you know, we know when, when schools do that, that stipulations usually or always come with those monies. And we know that most oftentimes Christian curriculum is usually not on the table. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely, so, yeah. Yes, and so if if a Christian school or a, a school that or a charter school that claims to be Christian in name, if they are teaching from a secular with a secular curriculum that teaches, for instance, that um, creationism is a lie. And evolution mm-hmm. is fact. Well, then that is, you know, in direct opposition, you know, to God's word. So mm-hmm. I think you're you're correct. There's so many things I encourage parents, and I know you do too, because I'm a follower of your Facebook page, and I share a lot of your content, and you do the same mm-hmm. with my Free Your Children page. And we've talked about this extensively. Is parents need to be hyper focused if they're not homeschooling on what their children are actually being taught because so many still do not know they don't they haven't taken Mm -hmm. the time to look at the standards it might be that they just don't know where to start or where to go to find those things but you know there are I can help with that there are lots of resources that can help you if your child is currently enrolled in a school no matter what school it is to help you understand exactly what it is they're being taught, what curriculum they're using, what mm-hmm. worldview the school is imparting, you know, on your children. And mm-hmm. I think as Christians, it's our duty as parents to be informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my local district, most of the um, curriculum and content is, is presented via like different computer modules. They're either on Chromebooks or iPads. And I've heard that parents can't even access what their kids are learning. They can't outside of the school or there's certain passwords that only the teachers have access to. So they, you know, with that, um, 
and it's by design that right. the, that it's not clear what to the parents what their ch children are learning. Absolutely. And yes, if there if there's not transparency, there's a reason why there isn't transparency. Yeah. Mm -hmm, that's and by design. Yes, it's it's by design because they don't they don't really want the parents poking around and finding out because they know that specific you know parents are going to be concerned and I think that was what happened during COVID I, we mm -hmm. I talked about this yesterday actually in an interview that I did if if nothing good there, one good thing came out of COVID in my opinion and that was the fact that when the schools closed uh, they did in our area I'm not sure about your area but the schools closed and the children came home and the parents had an opportunity to see firsthand exactly what their kids were being taught and I think for a lot of them, it really removed the scales off their eyes and they were just shocked mm -hmm. and they made the decision right then, you know, absolutely not. We didn't have any idea that this is actually what was going on and we are not okay with this. And they pulled their children out. It, did you see that in your area? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was our, our, the schools in our area did mostly Zoom meetings, uh -huh. but then... Um, there were some who said, well, you know, you can't, this info, anything talked about cannot be shared with your parents. But some people said, well, my parents are standing right here. Uh -huh. So they that didn't work out so well for some of those teachers. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, um, there was a, but parents did see because um, even when I started, when our um, oldest son was in school, my husband said, well, maybe you can like, come into the classroom once a week just so you can see what's going on and I said I don't think that's something they would even be okay with because it's maybe more like maybe once or twice during the school year that a parent would be invited to even come help out or I mean they like they like the parents doing the the book fairs and, right. and helping with the fundraisers but they don't really aren't comfortable with parents being in the classroom right so, and but with the zoom meetings the parents got to see exactly what was being said and what and kind of and and the influences that their kids were being exposed to even with classmates yes and you spoke about socialization earlier and and I as coming from the standpoint of a public school teacher because I was previously a public school teacher before we started our homeschool journey and when parents say that to me, you know, I often say to them, I don't think that you understand that socialization doesn't mean exactly what you think it means in public school. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of things that children, and, and I taught the last few years that I was a classroom teacher, I was a kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. And so those taught, there were topics that kindergartners knew about, you know, that weren't appropriate <laughs> mm -hmm. for a, a child, you know, to even have knowledge of. And of course, you know, those children that had been exposed to things that they should not have been exposed to were then inadvertently exposing all the other children in their classes to the same types of things. So, you know, I tell, you know, parents often, you know, that's the type of socialization that is occurring in public schools. You know, these, these kids are in classrooms. They all dress the same because they all want to fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're it's, not, it's they're conforming, you know, they're yeah, not, yeah. 
they're not learning individualism or how to be independent thinkers. All they're trying to do is just fit in. And, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, companions of fools and, and Mm -hmm. children aren't fully discipled and, you know, they're not, they're not capable. There's a reason why God gives parents to children. (laughs) Um, My last yeah, my last four years of teaching before my oldest son was born uh, was um, in a Christian school, but I still saw a lot of the the bullying and yes. the peer pressure. Um, not every not every child there was being raised in a Christian home, right? Um, so they they would come and share with their classmates some of the stuff that they had been exposed to, mm-hmm. and it's not always, it's a lot of times it was out of the view of the teacher. So I didn't hear about it till after when a child right. came with their parents and said, this is what I learned, heard in school. And it was something that might've happened at, a, at recess or lunch. And, um, but they're still being influenced by people, immature children. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that some parents think that a private Christian school is better than a public school. And it might be in some instances, but what I try to impress upon parents is you're still sending your children away to someone Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to be the primary influence in their life. And you're, you're not going to have complete autonomy over what your children are learning because you've abdicated that responsibility to others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think you're right, you know, as, as Christians, we, we, as Christian parents, we really have to sit down and ask ourselves, what is our responsibility as a Christian mm-hmm. parent? And what does the Bible tell us about education? Because you've said this often, one of your taglines is education is not neutral. Mm-hmm. So can you explain to our listeners what you mean by that when you say education is not neutral? Um, well, when a child is educated, um, whether it be the curriculum or the teacher's own viewpoints that will be communicated. Um, some parents might think that it's that when they send their child to school, the teacher's just, you know, telling them a list of facts or things that can be, but they're the, what they share is influenced and how they share it is influenced by their worldview exactly. and the world, worldview of the curriculum. So it's not neutral. Um, it's either in, you know, it's either, proclaims Jesus as Lord, or it denies the existence of God. Absolutely. And what would you say to parents who say, well, my children go to public school, but we go to church um, and, you know, my children go to Sunday school and they're involved in youth groups. And so they are, they know what our worldview is because, you know, we're involved in a good church. What would you say to those parents? Um, I would say that if you're, um, you, you really can't undo the influence yes. in, of um, government schooling. Um, if you're cooperating with them, which most parents who send their kids are, and their kids are tested on the information they hear so that they're, of course, they're memorizing what they're told to memorize. And um, that, that, that's, that, that it's still influencing their worldview because one to two hours and and what this what the sunday schools and children's churches are providing is not um, a comprehensive worldview education it's sharing and it's in the sunday school classes even become a lot of just crowd control and similar to in the the structure of it is very similar to what you would see 
in the institutional schools. Absolutely. So it's, it's, and I, I don't know how much kids are really retaining even from that. And that's the Sunday school is, and um, the Christian education is the responsibility of the parents. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not the responsibility of the pastor or the youth pastor or the Sunday school teacher or the youth leader to disciple your children. It's the parents' mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that because so many Christians, they themselves are a product of the compulsory school model they mm-hmm. don't, they just see that as normal and that's what they did. So they don't think that there's really anything wrong with it, but we can look at the numbers, the massive numbers of the youth that are falling away from the faith. And statistically it's been proven that it's because they are being taught for the majority of their formative years and used to, it used to be kindergarten through 12th grade. Well, now, (laughs) you know, those tentacles have reached into preschool age children because they want (laughs) to get them younger because the younger they can get them, the more easier it is to control them and to impart their ideology, you know, on impressionable minds. So that's the reason why they want them younger. And they really, that whole model, I feel like the goal of that model has been to replace the family. Mm-hmm. And to assert, you know, the family and the influence that the family has on their children. So it's really going to be up to parents, Christian parents, to step up and regain the authority in their children's lives and to take the res- biblical responsibility to disciple their own children very seriously. And your ministry, your Christian Worldview Education Facebook page is just chocked full of encouragement and I know that you spend hours doing research and you have some wonderful resources there and I will make sure that I have that linked over on my free your children page when um when your show airs so that our listeners can find you can you tell us Susan what is some advice that you would give for new homeschooling families um I guess the most important thing is don't don't attempt to replicate government public schooling at home. Um, create an experience and um, set goals for your individ- each individual child. Even if you had children in this, who are in the same grade, their education may look very different. Absolutely. Because you're, you're, you know your kids and you know how they learn best, when they learn best, some kids takes them a couple hours to wake up and and, yes. and just and so if, if they do better in the afternoon you can or if that's just a better for your your child and I, I think just we should um, embrace the flexibility of being able to schedule our day and 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 our child's education in the way that works best for our families and just um in just education is discipleship. And, and I've heard people say that um, oftentimes the most important lessons are learned in the context of life experiences. So mm-hmm. I think curriculum is just such a small, very small part of home education. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that it, you could, I mean, in, it's not expensive. You can homeschool for probably under 50 or even less than that. Absolutely, and it, yes. Um, on, on resources, because there's, um, I mean, I, I always tell people if you had, um, you know, a small home library, a Bible, um, paper, pencil, that would yes. be plenty for yep. educating your children and 
because you can do copy work from the Bible for scriptures, reading practice from the scripture, memorization. Right. And, and that is, and, you know, the focus on the learning, learning what the Bible says. And, and, and that should be, because um, it, the Bible, it's this scripture says it's, you know, it's useful for training and reproof and that's in scripture, you know, a biblical education is enough. Yes. Amen. Now you are in Minnesota, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. What about, what are the resources that you have in your area for Christian homeschoolers? If someone is listening to this and is interested? Um, Let's see. We have, there's quite a few co-ops in the area. Some are drop off and some are ones where parents um, can help with, um, can volunteer. And then Uh that brings down the cost. Um, there are li- lots of libraries available, but there aren't many, they don't offer a lot of services for homeschoolers. I know in some states they have actually classes and right. mm-hmm. they don't have, I don't know if there's just wasn't a lot of interest or if they're just not interested in providing that. I haven't really figured that out yet, but. Right. Do um, you have but, like a local homeschool, organi- a large homeschool organization um, in the area? Yeah, there's one called Mache and then they have um, conferences, um, in it kind of rotates sometimes Rochester and sometimes Minneapolis and they have so that and that's every each year they have right. a right. conference and then that's a good resource also for um, Minnesota requires um, sending in a notification uh, of that your homeschool continuing your homeschool each year mm-hmm. so people recommend that they get their um, their form to report to the local district through that because it's it's just the minimum information right. required and there also is a homeschool store and it's um in it's called it's an area called elk, elk river okay um, it's he- i think it's hepner's homeschool school. i've never been there it's a little distance from my house but right. they um they will meet with families and show them curriculum and even if they're no, if they have a child who's even older elementary and show them different resources and and talk with them about what might work for their family if they're interested in using right um, a, a curriculum well that's fantastic well Susan I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight you can find Susan at Christian Worldview Education over on Facebook I will have those resources linked over on my Free Your Children page so that you can connect with her. And I want to leave you with this tonight. May he equip you for all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. We love you here at WXRQ. But remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.